the Dead Format, episode 75. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host, alone this time, Tom Smiley, and we're here to talk about Legacy. So I missed I missed that intro. What am I what am I this week? You're all alone, bro. And you're really gonna be all alone because I have a sore throat this week, so I'm not sure how long my voice is gonna hold out for. Well, we can call me we can call me Nostradamus. Uh, yeah. Ca- Caucasia Damus. There's got to be a good we, we one. Called, we called, yeah, there's got to be a better a better way to uh, say that, I'm sure. But Death and Taxes, man. Death and yeah. Taxes. Broken and, Clock is right twice a day. That's yep. me. Death and Taxes, man. It's a, it's a real deck. I'm not sure how much more or less real it, it is, I guess, than uh, than any other deck right now, right? It was pretty wide open, is, is what we saw from this playoff. It was my general takeaway, but obviously uh death and taxes yeah and i'm not sure i'm not sure how much we can separate the results from like from their actual deck type or if we're just looking at the players who finished really well in this last weekend's tournament yeah because you look at you look at the list you look at the lineup and it it doesn't really matter too much what they're playing you just see a bunch of excellent players so if legacy is in a spot where there are a ton of playable decks and you see the the really skilled pilots doing well that that's a place i want to be yeah absolutely that's a great place to be and that's that's kind of what we always romanticize right but i've been saying for a long time when he's come up on this cast that daryl Ayers, i think is probably the person who i have the the worst win percentage of all time on on moto against he's just a really good player i i second that so yeah, I'll I'll co-sign that all day that the good players win, and uh, representing our cast by the way, Tom from the Dead Format, Teabag Tom making the top thirty-two, crushing crushing the last uh, seven rounds. We were keeping yeah. up with his his tournament beginning, and he ripped off he ripped off six rounds in a row. He did, yeah, and then an unfortunate. Uh, Moto bug actually got him in round round nine. That's really rough. Not I, was, he, I was pulling for him. Not that he would have won necessarily, but he would have survived that turn. But it was uh, Leovold with the tithe. Yeah, and he didn't get the draw trigger. All right, so three three packs. It's not nothing, but man, if you get in a situation where you're that close to be able to to maybe pull something off, just getting three three packs back seems kind of rough. It does, yeah. He did say his opponent ended up 18th, I believe, so he doesn't think he would have top 16, but it it still sucks, you know. Okay, yeah, he, yeah, I, he probably wouldn't have, but all right, it's it was good for him. Yeah, I was definitely pulling for him as soon as I saw the results start to go up in our Discord, and uh, it was a pretty good showing for the people that were there. Bro, how about the Joker four Golden Globes? I. Honestly, have never paid attention to Golden Globes. Um, I don't care. I saw the I saw the Joker. It was a very good movie, but um, yeah, doesn't doesn't affect my life in the least. I don't actually know what Golden Globe is. is. That the same as an Oscar? No, I I think they use the Golden Globes as like a precursor to what's gonna happen in the Oscars. Oh. So um. Yeah. Oh, Academy I, Awards is the Oscar, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the golden the Golden Globes is like a like a like an off brand, uh, not even off brand offshoot, but like 
uh, a clearance version uh, that runs at a different time. Gotcha. All right, man. Well, I don't know. I thought that, that was pretty uh, pretty interesting. We uh, so we had a dinner on Friday night this past Friday night. Well, we yeah, both how, we both had dinners. It? We how, both had how dinners. Was it? Was it well, good? I had dinner with my imaginary friend Connor, the reserveless guy, uh, and my wife and her coworkers and stuff. And it was good, man. We talked about uh, he's been listening to our episodes and he was telling me about what he understands and what he doesn't understand. So, yeah, it was fun. But uh, I was a little bit uh, a little perturbed that I missed the uh, the cast dinner. Well, so first off, do your wife's friends find it weird that you talk to this imaginary person the <laughs> whole time at dinner, like? Do you pull up an empty chair next to you and start to talk about the reserve list? Or, or how does this really work? Bro, you're going to meet this dude. We're going to have him on the cast for a minute to talk about the reserve list. And you're going to you're gonna eat those so, words. So we'll figure, out, we'll figure out what the going rate is for a random person to come on the podcast. I love it. Fuck. <laughs> so uh, I got to go out with Pat and Jerry on Friday night. We went to a sushi place. And man, I ate a lot of sushi. And it was a really good time. We hung out. We talked a lot. Of, we talked a lot about like non-magic stuff. They talked a little bit about like ideas for their tournaments and and all of that. And uh, I I really just got to to hang out and eat some sushi, and it was a really good time. So maybe maybe next time we go out to dinner, you'll be able to make it, and your uh, your imaginary friend might um, might not hold you back. Yeah. Uh... I'm ashamed. I'm, it's too bad I couldn't be there, man, because, you know, I've always sort of been the ideas guy among the four of us, and I, I have some good ideas for the tournaments coming up. So I really wanted to share that with those guys, but... Well, it's not like we're, in, we're not in nine different Facebook group chats with all of them. <laughs> this yes. is true. You know who we'll never be in a Facebook group chat with again, though? Pete Frades. Rest in peace. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, it's, like, sad, right? Yeah, I I miss it. He was a good dude. Like, a really good dude. Did you know about Pete? No, he's he's from the local area, though. Yeah, I I didn't know if you, like, played with him or anything. No, I didn't. I I did not. I didn't know him personally. I I knew, like, his sort of backstory and uh, sort of everything that he did to to push for the cure. But, um... I mean, there's a reason why that disease is so... I, like, fuck, we're a magic podcast. I don't want to talk about depressing shit. Yeah, sorry. I just saw his t-shirt across the room, and it popped into my head. Felt like he deserved a salute. Uh, the the flag is flying half-mast. Yep. Uh, yeah, and he was younger than you, right? Because he was actually he played baseball with my wife's brother. So I, I want to say that he was, like, th- like, mid to early 30s. Yeah, he was probably... if. He's probably four years younger than you, then I think. Yep. If yeah, if your if your math checks out. Yep. <laughs> four, four or five, four or five. So yeah, man, we uh we fucked up last podcast, or actually, we should mention the LAL. I don't know if you mentioned this when we were disconnected, but the Pioneer tournament this weekend, right? Saturday. Yeah, Pat, 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 I believe, or Jerry and Zach are going to be streaming it's um it's saturday at gaming etc i was super pumped to go to it like a month ago and now i don't know if i'm going to actually be able to but i'm gonna i'm gonna try to go we're gonna see what happens i actually have a funeral that day now so uh, 
it's unlikely that I'll be able to make it. Well, we are probably going to be 0 for 2. Yeah, it's too bad. It is. I did play my first games of Pioneer ever this weekend. And what were you playing? I was playing uh, Black Green with Splash and Okos, my, my Traverse build. The same build from week one, except well, Once Upon a Time has been banned, Veil of Summer has been banned, and Oath of Mist has been banned since then. So before I ever got to play the deck, 12 cards had to get removed, but... I, that doesn't that doesn't really make make people seem like it's gonna be great. Yeah, I I did uh the the opponent I was playing against actually, people might remember him from having his mom come pick him up in an earlier episode. He <laughs> during game two of our of our set, he started arguing about whether my turn had ended, and then dropped a card on the ground and went to pick it up and just fell over and just ended up ass up on the ground. And Wait, okay, so... We did not realize how drunk he was. Went to pick it up, and then actually, like, oh, he didn't knock God. his cards over, he himself fell over? Yeah, so he's he was trying to tell me that he was lightning bolting my tireless tracker, but he dropped the wild slash on the ground. So I'm like, what what card was it? And he's like, it's a fucking lightning bolt for you. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about, bro? I'm like, where is it? And he's like... I, he was like looking on the ground for it, and then all of a sudden he just fucking eats shit. It was amazing. We had no idea how drunk he was, man. And this is the second time now this has happened, so it's unfortunate we didn't get to finish our set. Obviously, we were in uh, disaster mode at that point. But yeah, you got to get all your cards picked up so nothing major happens right there, bro. Their their cleaning not have crew. Any anything to drink when we went out on Friday night? Wow. I think I had to drive an hour and a half there and an hour home. So I was in. I was in. Let's just get some food and make sure I can make it home without without crashing my car. Yeah, true. Natick's not too close for you, right? No. Uh, I wanted to real quick though shout out the Rapscallions cleaning crew. They've they've given us back so many cards, including uh, Alpha Singir, Alpha Paralyze, and Alpha Evil Presence. So the three I can think of off the top of my head, the cards that have just gotten dropped on the floor and kicked under the rug over the so, last two years so what i'm hearing is i need to get a part-time job bartending at rapscallions <laughs> and eat these cards yeah they're they're all over the place after we leave bro it's uh it's a good the, time the though. ideas the, the ideas are forming <laughs> so yeah that was uh that was our weekend right i actually did play legacy man i played the cocaine control i played basically tom's exact build a couple cards different a couple choices i kind of disagreed with them on i only got to play two different matchups but i do like the deck you know whatever however we feel about astrolabe it does make for a strong four color control build like a pretty versatile build especially because oko so versatile but, definitely uh, and even though modern is sort of on i guess on the downswing given recent format changes that if you pick up those cards, you have a deck in multiple formats. It just it seems great. Yeah. So, and real quick before we get into the the main cast, I just wanted to shout out the face to face open, bro. I didn't even know this was a thing, but face to face is like running a Star City Games type series up in Canada. Did you know this? I did. I saw I saw the tournament schedule, and while there are a few that I'd really like to go to, like I know that there was one scheduled legacy event. And it wasn't in Vancouver. But if there was a legacy event in Vancouver that was going to be kind of big, I love that city. I, I would have tried to make it out there. But I think the legacy is in Toronto in the middle of the winter. 
It's in May, but it is in Toronto. Oh, okay. Well, that's the middle of the winter for Canada. Yeah. So, yeah. And unfortunately, it's not once I've moved to Cleveland, because I'm pretty sure that Toronto is just about like a 45-minute drive from Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. So, I could have actually... I think you're up. mistaken. I could be mistaken, but I'm going to assume I'm not. Yes. I mean, everything is 45 minutes from Cleveland, right? Yeah, so far. So I was going to uh, gonna hit that up, actually, but then I realized I wouldn't actually be living in Cleveland yet. But I'm hoping that while I am there, I can hit up an, a face-to-face at some point. Fast to fast. Good for you. So, yeah, we fucked up last cast, right? There was the PTQ on Friday at Bologna. There was also the Sunday PTQ at Bologna. We got to talk about goblins. Did I? Did I? Sorry, you were you were committed to this intro. No, no, I no. Right I was, ahead. I was done. I I just talking about goblins, man. Goblins was like the deck that I missed, man. That was like the time that I wasn't playing. Was when that goblins was good, like the Jim Davis days or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I I just feel like a moron talking about goblins, honestly. So you're gonna have to carry this one. So I probably also wasn't playing when goblins was like the best go wide deck i i think that just in mirrors death and taxes sort of crushes goblins and it has for a while but goblins during the miracle days where terminus didn't really just affect you 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 reshuffled and then got to got to ring leader back all of your stuff i i was never really super high on it i know it had a favorable miracles matchup in top miracles days but I wasn't I wasn't around when Goblins was like the thing pre twenty ten. I never really sort of got hyped on it. I played okay. Goblin Lackey in standard, but I mean that was it. Yeah, same. I played fucking what's the what's the one that you sacrificed to deal one damage? Oh, Mog Fanatic. Yeah, when I played damage Mog was Fanatic on the stack. Yep. Yeah. Mog Fanatic when damage was on the stack was great. Yeah. And Mog Mog Flunkies. The three three for two that couldn't attack or block alone. Yep. So, back, honestly, back in bro. The day. So I'm looking at this deck that um, Marcio, I believe his name was, won the PTQ with, and it looks like a goblin deck, like all the cards that I would expect to see, like four lackey, four vile, three crater maker, two pile driver, two war marshal, one sting scorger, two munitions expert. Two incinerator, four matrons, a sharpshooter, two chieftains, a war chief, four ringleaders, a taskmaster, a mob boss, and two siege gang lieutenants. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much. I mean, crater makers kind of newish, but that's pretty much like goblins before rabble master came around, right? Yeah, but I I don't think that goblins ever really played rabble master as more than a one of. Yeah, that's Gob- true. Goblins was never really like a four rabble deck. So the yeah. It, it was a four all... chain I had seen a four chain whirler deck though. What's that? I had seen four chain whirlers before. But I think that was just more experimentation with what you could do with that card. Okay. Rather than alright, we're gonna go all in on what goblin chain whirler can do. True, true. So So yeah, this is like a lot of versatile goblins, like a lot of a lot of tutoring and, and finding the right goblin for your situation, you know? And this is, I'm not sure that this is really that great against Plague Engineer, right? So I think, uh, I think that running goblins into a field like this, right? Yeah. 
you have to you have to be confident that you're not going to play against Plague Engineer all day. So I think that because of the recent format changes and sort of the the lack of Plague Engineer that we were seeing before, that one Goblins was probably this person's deck that they had been playing for a while, and two they thought, all right, well Plague Engineer is probably going to be down. I think that if you sort of scope out the format today after all of the stuff that has happened like plague engineer gained a little bit so i i mean we talked a little bit earlier about how the results we've been seeing were the player not really the deck of the archetype maybe this person is just like goblins master and i still i don't i still don't think that i would recommend playing goblins <laughs> to like to like a random person right yeah i mean that's why i was handing this off to you because my instinct is you don't want to play this deck but i also heard from some people that you know if four color decks are doing well and and miracles is showing back up that god wants this deck you want to be playing so i thought you know maybe maybe i'd hand this off to you maybe you'd have some input on it because it, well, it looks like a trap to me but so mirror like Miracles, yes. Like, Goblins probably still has a positive matchup versus sort of Bant Miracles decks. But four-color, I mean, does Goblins beat four-color that's playing Plague Engineer? That seems that seems like a tough get. So Goblins beating the four-color deck seems, seems rough, regardless of what sort of grindy card advantage the Goblins deck has. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you, man. It, it, it seems rough to me, too. I, want, I just wanted to hype this up. You know, we had Goblin Lackey asking us about it, and it's cool. It's cool to see it, you know? It's a, it's a fun deck. Like, it's a fun deck to play with, play against. I, I like it, but I'm not playing it in my next tournament. That's all. Yeah. You know what I really like, though? I like people who are super passionate about a, a particular archetype. Oh, yeah. So seeing, seeing Goblin Lackey on Twitter just, like, doing his thing makes me like it makes me it makes me happy about the format that's we we've talked about all of these things that like legacy like what it means to people and the deck identification with certain pilots is definitely something that like that keeps you coming back to the format oh yeah absolutely man yo it is fucking hot bro it's like 60 degrees out yeah so they they had the heat cranked at my school oh. over the weekend and obviously none of the teachers were there, so none of the windows were open. I rolled in in a fleece and a dress shirt today. 90, it was almost 90 degrees in my classroom. It was crazy. Dude, it's it's hotter than the fucking Peloton girl in my room right now. Can we leave that? So I haven't seen this Peloton commercial that everybody's like talking about. Do I, do I need to? No, it's just, I don't know, it's just some girl. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> is there a plane? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Is there a plane flying over your head for you? There actually was. Oh okay. There, okay. there was. A... I wanted to make sure it wasn't about to like disconnect or something. No, I I sort of live near Logan, so the planes landing sort of like they they usually fly over me coming into to Logan. Yeah, that's the first time I'd heard it. <sighs> All right, man. So second place, by the way, in the PTQ, did you notice uh, who was in second? Uh, I didn't notice who, but I thought it was Death and Taxes. Was it Death and Taxes or no? No, I believe that was third. Okay. Death and, uh, sorry, second place was Rodrigo Tagores. Oh. Playing. Well, okay, so I don't, hmm. 
Okay. Playing five color Astrolabe. I'm gonna reserve commenting. <laughs> I just, how about we just talk about the deck then? Okay. Yeah. We'll skip to vamp. Okay. So, so this deck, this five color Astrolabe deck. First of all, Tagora is playing Astrolabe statement. This is more like a Esper Astrolabe deck, really. It's for creatures. It's Strix and Snapcaster. And then it's got three him to Turox and three Okos and two Teferis. So it's very much like a blue-black, splashing white, splashing green Astrolabe deck. And then uh, with Red Blast in the sideboard. So this like blue-black centric, like, you know, instead of having K-Command, having, having him in the main, I thought this was an interesting build. And... I kind of want to build my deck this way now. I haven't been terribly impressed with Kolagon's Command, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's another way to get card advantage. You look at what K-Command traditionally has done, and it's a two-for-one that you can snap back. But him, the Torak, was like the old-school version of that, right? So when when him is good, and K-Command might not be super great due to whatever is going on in the meta, maybe him is better. But... I mean, maybe I'm just, like, sort of not pigeonholed in, but maybe I'm focusing on, like... Maybe I'm focusing on why I think Death and Taxes is good. Um, I think dropping the K-Command right now might be kind of a mistake, but obviously you made the PTQ Finals. Yeah, that's a good point, man. There's going to be a lot of Death and Taxes coming up. We should just probably hop into the format playoff. So this was the last format playoff, so only coming up is the... What is it called? Legacy Championship or whatever? Like yes, and they, they have the big one coming up with all the, the people who qualified from the quarterlies. Right, yeah. So I'm not sure what date that is, honestly. From from the point when I decided I was going to qualify for this, I got exactly zero format points, man. <laughs> I, I I just really dropped the ball on that. I'm playing Legacy on Moto. So really yeah, fucked I up mean, that. I, I feel you. I haven't I haven't even been able to play in a cube. Just, uh, things are crazy. Bro, I didn't know Cube was even up, but that makes sense. It might it might not even be up, but I, I, I've i seen Twitter reactions of people talking about it. Okay. So I assume that Holiday Cube is back up because we're close to Christmas, but it, it might not. It might I, be going up on Wednesday, to update. too. Yeah, I haven't been able to update uh, Magic Online in a while, so. Yeah. So we don't have lists for the format playoff. We just have archetypes. Unless uh, you have like individual lists, but looking at the archetypes it did well, it seems like the best Delver deck was Blue Red now. Yeah, well, I mean, Blue Red, Blue Red had a streamlined core, right? We yep. kind of knew what to expect from that list. And the, the biggest thing that I see when I look at all these decks that are 6 and 3 or better is just how diverse it is. Like... You said it seems like the the Delver deck is Blue-Red Delver. But there's lots of Grixis as well. So maybe maybe you say, all right, it's like, it's base, Blue-Red, sometimes splashing black. There was a, there was a Shadow deck that made it back in. So like, I, I put all of those archetypes sort of together. And it, the, the, the decks are so diverse. It's... It seems extremely balanced right now. But usually that means somebody just hasn't broken it and things haven't started to shift it to being like 
a crappy metagame that's dominated by one deck. I don't know if it's going to shift there. I do see like a really weird uh, absence of sneak and show for one of these these big events. I guess there's uh, like a bug there's, Omni deck and there's, there's JPA. There's JPA. Right. So there's at six and three, you've got JPA and bug Omni. So I guess two sneak and show players. It's only underperforming by a tiny bit compared to where we'd expect it to be. But yeah, I guess it's not too bad. And there's also two ant, no, three ant players in the top 32. So actually this is, this is better than I was going to say. I was going to say that combo is a little bit underrepresented, but I don't actually think that's true now looking at this. Yeah, there was a Black Red Reanimator that snuck in as well. Yeah, um, it's, it's just the top eight, really, that combo's a little underrepresented. Right, and when you take a look at, like, the difference between top eight and the difference between X and three, it's tiebreakers and maybe one match swinging your way. So I I think that, the like, taking a look at the wider view of the data is more important, and we see this being, like, uh, like a sixth to an eighth combo. And if you include depths, it's like if you count depths as like a pure combo deck, then it's even more, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there is like a Ruby Storm and a Wish Claw Storm. It's, I don't know if Tess is just Wish Claw Storm now, but yeah, I don't know about way. the Ruby Storm. I really, I really hope that it's for real, because I, I think I have a hundred copies of that um, Battle Bond card that bonus that doubles everybody's instant sorceries for the turn. Do you know what tar- card I'm talking about? Bonus rounds. Yeah, bonus round. I have many, many bonus rounds. More bonus rounds than I have from the Ashes. Um, what about Tempest Gins? Uh, I have more Tempest Gins than than both of them. Oh, bro, I, I, I uh, got rid of my last 40 Tender Shoot Dryads for three ninety each. I, I can't believe that I bought them for like 20 cents and sold them for $4. That's the, that yeah, that was great. Yeah, I think my cost basis was forty cents maybe after like shipping and stuff, and yep. uh, yeah, three ninety each is what Card Kingdom was taken for. Absolutely outstanding, and you buy listed them too. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty sick. So I'm finally out of those. So now all I have is Traverse the Open Wall. It's like a huge stack of those. It's not a bad card to have. That card is very good. No, I was in under a dollar so. It's uh, I think they're buying them at like two sixty or something. But we need to talk to Mike Rapp to get him to play that in Shadow again. Write a bunch of articles about it, and maybe uh, maybe you can get rid of them. I didn't know that that was a Shadow card, bro. Does Modern move cards? Does anybody play Modern anymore? No, nobody listens to Modern or plays Modern or watches Modern anymore. Modern's dead. I was pretty sure. Yeah, I haven't heard about it in weeks. Yep. So yeah, also in this uh, this. 32 decks from the uh, the format playoff. Big Eldrazi, Big Eldrazi, White Eldrazi. All at 7 and 2. Yeah, and I mean, these were just like sort of ported lists from the Grand Prix. The White Eldrazi deck was almost card for card. Sorry, we don't have deck lists. I'm assuming that the White Eldrazi was just a port of the one that performed well at the Grand Prix. Yeah. And we did talk a little bit about going into the Grand Prix, how uh, Eldrazi post... Yeah, I mean the big the big man version was probably well positioned, and we we saw that here because that wasn't like a super well represented deck in the metagame, and it put two people into top thirty two. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty sick, honestly. And the the deck that I really feel bad for looking at this is like Prison, right? Like there's still the big Eldrazi decks, 
But as far as Chalice or Blood Moon go, that's that's what you have for Prison, right? There is yeah, a Painter I, deck too. I can't I can't remember who like made this point, but when we were doing our deck predictions for Bologna, and I said, oh yeah, I can see a Blood Moon deck sneaking in the top eight. I was really dumb. Yeah, me too, bro. Astro Astrolabe just sort of like invalidates that whole strategy, right? You're like, yeah. oh, you want to Blood Moon me? Cute. And I I think that those sort of four color decks, Blood Moon really, really pounced upon in previous metagames. And now that deck that used to be a super favorable matchup for you that would just shut off all of their lands is now basic heavy with filtering, even if you shut off their basics, that it's like, it doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, I think Chalice is still, you know, pretty good. There are more Decays and Kologon's commands now, but, you know, being able to cut off an Astrolabe is still like, uh, an essential part of that deck functioning. Yeah. But Blood Moon is just not good. I mean, I'm playing back to basics in my four-colored deck, so... Yeah, but I mean, like, even... E- the the If the best Delver deck is blue-red, then that makes it even worse. So yeah, for sure. you have your, like, you don't have your three-colored Delver deck anymore to prey upon. You don't have your four-colored control deck to prey upon. All of the other decks are, like, kind of basic-heavy. What are you... What are you hoping to do? Like... You land a Blood Moon against Depths, and sometimes you just, like, kill yourself because they decay it and then kill you. So, yeah. what are you really trying to do? I'm really curious how many of these Blue-Red Delver decks are playing Stifle. Not many. I mean, I'm sure some people are trying it, but it seems like Stifle... Stifle versus the four-color control, Stifle versus Miracles, it doesn't... It doesn't seem outstanding. So, yeah, I'm not sure how many of these blue-red decks were playing Stifle. I'm, I'm also unsure. Yeah, I, I think that Stifle, because Wasteland is so bad right now, that I would think that, that being able to get under people who aren't expected to, to have people get under them might be good. I mean, maybe. But actually, Wasteland not being the greatest at this moment makes cards like Port a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Which could be one of the reasons why Death and Taxes and and uh, Goblins are seeing a little bit more success. Port had like not been a great card for a while, and now we're starting to see Port like e- even if somebody is playing like a um, a super basic heavy deck, sometimes you can cut them off of a color with Port. The just straight up mana denial matters quite a bit. So I I like where Port is right now. Yeah, I played five matches against Lands this weekend, and uh, five games, I should say, and Port was actually very good. So I, I totally co-signed that. I think that uh, getting ported is something that we're not used to anymore, right? It's been so long, but well, I mean, I'm I've been so out of the loop that I have been porting people <laughs> for a very long time. If we just like take that whole burn fiasco out of it, yeah, I'm excited to sleeve up white dudes again. Yeah. Shit. That I'm huh. Never mind. So what do you want to do, bro? Do you want to cut this because we can't really communicate for longer than ninety seconds at a time? Yeah, so I, I want to apologize to all of our listeners. We've had the call drop at least ten times. At least ten times. No no and shit. At least ten. Probably twelve. I'm I'm gonna do my best to sort of edit everything together and I hope the audio comes out fine, but We've been calling each other back, trying to patch this together, and um, 
I knew that there was going to be very little chance that we top what we did last week. Last week we had an outstanding episode. <sighs> Even Germany responded. We fell off the charts in Germany again, though. I'm not going to lie. But Germany was our fourth most popular country. So thank you, Germany. Pass the vibe but, check. Yeah. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Absolutely. Sick, man. So, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but... If people want to complain to us on Twitter, how can they do that? They can tweet at me directly at DeadFormatCast. I control our internet connections, and um, I absolutely screwed up both of ours. So it's my fault personally, not Comcast or Verizon. So you can tweet at me at tsmileymtg or at DeadFormatCast. You heard it here, folks. Uh, DeadFormatCast at gmail.com, Ian18125. Holler at us. We, we promise we'll do better next week. Do you think it could be the Ukrainians or the the Russians maybe?